0: Hello my friends, this is Carpo, and welcome back to 15-Minute Free Thinking, and today we're going to talk about psychedelic mushrooms and LSD, maybe a little about DMT, perhaps a bit about MDMA, and maybe some ayahuasca discussion, but mainly we're going to focus on the legalization, which I have very conflicting opinions about, of... Let's just call it decriminalization at this point. And that's something I'm okay with. So, I live across the Vancouver br- the Bridge in Vancouver from Washington. Vancouver, Washington, not Vancouver, Canada. So, it's Vancouver sits right on the other side of the bridge from Portland, Oregon. In the state of Oregon, at least in most of the counties, some of them negated this, but in Multnomah County... Drugs are now decriminalized up to, I don't remember how many hits of acid uh, and how many mushrooms, but let's just say with even a pretty hefty amount of personal drugs, you will get either a fine of $100 or something, or you can choose to go to a drug class. Most people, I believe 99%, (laughs) have opted for the fine because they just don't pay it anyway. Let me say I have mixed feelings about this aspect of Portland life. Um, I think that we tolerating every drug is a good thing, uh, but I also see that it's not really helping anyone. Uh, there needs to be a better way, but I don't believe locking people up is the solution. All of the drugs aside, methamphetamines, cocaine, heroin, there are a couple that stand out, LSD and psilocybin psilocybin is the compound that's found in magic mushrooms and let's just say that these are very good friends of mine i'm now 47 years old i have been experimenting with these for over 30 years um maybe 34 years or so Uh, i got introduced very young and maybe too young by my perspective, and I want to make it very clear at the beginning of this, I do not condone any usage of illicit drugs. I am not here to promote or convince anyone to take any psychedelic. And maybe for the FDA, this is not intended to diagnose, prevent, or cure any disease. By saying that, um, I kind of hopefully negate myself from anybody else's decisions Uh, other than just a couple of stories about psychedelics that were true very few about bad trips where people might have harmed themselves a vast vast majority of psychedelic experiences are positive and even under you know close case study using doctors Found that 80% or more said that that was a mystical experience that rivaled anything in their entire life. I believe that psychedelics can be so profound and life changing that in one trip, in one experience, people completely can change the way they think. They can take on a new career, a new path, a new life, and feel good about it and remain consistent with it and hold that memory in their mind so strong of that experience and that feeling. That they want to achieve what they want to achieve, and they will work for it. I've done this myself. I've actually started two of the companies I've started. I did so after a trip. I convinced myself I could do it. I talked myself up. It's a matter of having the psychological discussion behind the experience. If you go to a rave and you take MDMA, or you take LSD or mushrooms, and you go out and party all night... And then you just get high and fall asleep. You're not going to learn anything from the experience. If you lay back with some friends, you can still go out and party. Go to a concert. In fact, during the peak of the experience, not a lot can be ascertained. It's kind of a very personal thing. But later in the trip and the next day, these feelings can be called upon years later I have experiences that are 30 years old and I have a crystal clear vision of where I was and the feeling I had that reminded me I was like being reborn a whole new me and in a good way never a bad way even the worst trip I had where I took way too much and I just had my hands over my head for like 10 hours thinking just stop even that was enlightening So I'm not going to say that they're for everyone, but I think a majority of people can benefit from a psychedelic journey to understand themselves. And so naturally, I've been a proponent for legalization, or sorry, decriminalization for a very long time. But what we have now is many different studies that have been going on, such as at Johns Hopkins University, where... They've been studying psilocybin mushrooms and uh, MDMA for years. they've they have confirmed that it's very useful for PTSD. and I think the way it got into the public eye was saying it helps soldiers who are coming back from Iraq with in Afghanistan with these you know nightmares which you would expect. but uh, having PTSD is something that most Americans were sympathetic to. And they said if these soldiers think it helps them, then maybe it's not just. A bunch of acid heads and Timothy Leary running around talking about this. Now, all of a sudden, as if fucking overnight, <laughs> I see commercials for mushrooms and 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 treatment and different ideas about it. And every channel's talking about it. Every newspaper, mainstream media. Yeah, we all know it's a wonderful thing. Thanks for being late to the game, folks. But better late than never, right? And that brings me to my gripe and why it's dangerous to legalize or decriminalize drugs not I should say if you want to decriminalize that means you remove the law in my mind here you just say okay go back to using it and but if you legalize it like we did with cannabis that means that the state can get involved this means you're going to have to pay taxes to grow the mushrooms. You're going to have to pay taxes to manufacture, to distribute. And if you don't already know, the taxes on cannabis are exorbitant and ridiculous. Something like 80 to 90% of it is taxes to different bullshit. Um, And you're still paying the same price for weed as you were when it was illegal. And the reason why it was so expensive when it was illegal, like 40 dollars eighth for good weed, was because it was illegal and you might go to jail if you got busted but now that it's legal they're able to charge the same price for the same type of weed um, its but with mushrooms with psychedelics you may be able to go in and just buy them from a store for a reasonable price but that's not the problem the problem is cannabis can be used by itself a lot of people don't want to take psychedelics by themselves They want help. They want therapy. They want somebody who can sit with them, who knows what they're doing. And on a side note, that's something I've been wanting to do. Like, I have enjoyed talking with people who are tripping and trying to help them through things. But at the same time, some people can really be difficult or have intense experiences. So I debated and talked with my wife and my my son, he's 28, uh, the other day at a fish concert we were standing out front and i said you know how much do you think you would charge to sit with someone a trip sitter to sit and trip with someone and help them through their experience and they were saying like oh a couple hundred bucks and i said oh at least at least like 500 you know i was like god maybe even more for somebody who's hard you know difficult But uh, honestly, that sounded relatively fair. Um, $500 to sit for like 8 to 10 hours probably it would be from beginning to end. You get there, go through the experience, wait for it to kick in, and help them through it. But I happened to Google this local place in Eugene the other day, and it was talking about the first place in Oregon that is providing mushroom psilocybin treatment for people. And you wouldn't believe the prices, and I thought this is a perfect time to make a video about psychedelics, or a podcast, rather. So, their price was $600 for a micro-dose and a two-hour consultation. Now, I don't know how much it costs for the micro-dose itself, how much they charge for the mushrooms, or if they give you more with the, you know, the trip and the meeting, but... That's what they were charging. $600 for a consultation for 2 hours and a microdose. I guess they maybe you take it and they see how you react. It seems kind of, you know, iffy, but it, that that seems like a pretty high price to me. I looked at the price that they were saying they were going to charge for what they call a hero dose, which a hero dose is like 5 grams of mil- psilocybin mushrooms and they sit with you for 6 hours. And their price is $3500. Now I I'm still kind of feeling this one out. First off, insurance is not going to cover it. We know this. So anybody going in there is going to be somebody who has an extra 4 grand to blow because you guarantee they're going to go in for the microdose trip first to see how they react then they'll go in for this other experience. And I'm trying to convince myself that sitting with somebody for six hours is worth $3,500. And I want to know what other people think about that. And I realize this is in a podcast, but I wish I had my video recorder set up because I'd like to make this a video as well. It's uh, an important topic, psychedelics, because they can be used, but they can be abused. But they can also be abused in the sense of selling them to people for exorbitant rates. And look, I get it. If a company has to go through thousands of dollars of licensing and bullshit, I get it. But I'd be wi- willing to sit some with somebody with a hero dose for... Uh, you know, I can't even figure out that, that that price, but I'd say for $500, I'd be more than happy to do it. And that $500, of course, would cover the cost of the mushrooms and the experience, and I, I was thinking, shit, I could even post on Craigslist, you know. But I met a guy who's from uh, San... Oh, where was he? San... not San Diego. But he was saying there's a lot of people down there, wealthy people that w- just want they want to take a mushroom trip or an acid trip but they don't know they need like a guru somebody to help them and we were joking about how you know people see us with our long hair and assume that you know in our beards and necklaces and they're like oh this guy knows what he's talking about but the people who really have had a lot of psychedelic journeys know better we know that that's very specific to each person. You have to be able to relate to someone and their experience and their life experience to really help them. So for example, if soldiers are being helped for PTSD in the hospital, they should be helped by other soldiers who have tripped. The Doctors should be soldiers. I mean, I don't know if this is being done, but I would say it's the same way that I get therapy at a dead show, and other people probably do too, because we can all sit in a group and talk and process life. I mean, sitting in the dark for like eight hours with a group of people and talking about life in the universe, it can be such a life-changing experience that everybody needs to have it. I uh, LSD to me was a great friend for many years, from I think about 1990 to 1995 or so, and that's a that's about when I discovered LSD, or uh, mushrooms, and I didn't even know mushrooms existed, <sighs> and then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, this is different, but it's great, and uh, yeah, let's just say I've tripped hundreds of times, uh, you know, to not to brag, because that's not the point, but to say that I've had, I tried to write down all the types of LSD I took, one time and I filled up two full columns on a piece of regular ruled notebook paper and then I couldn't remember the the names anymore you know the orange sunshine the smileys it's maybe I have that paper somewhere but I have a paper from like 1990 that I wrote when I was tripping where I was drawing a picture of what I saw on the wall and I took too much at the beginning amounts that I won't even take today But I didn't realize at the time. I was young and I didn't know better. And um, fortunately, I didn't really have any bad experiences. Any bad trips I had were very temporary and kind of more fun than anything. But I don't believe there's any such thing as a bad trip. What there are is negative feeling experiences, which usually mean that you're trying to process something in your life. When you encounter this, you shouldn't be walking on the train tracks looking at telephone poles that look like crosses, like I was. (laughs) You should be back in a safe space and hanging out with people you love who you can talk through your problems with. And people will care. And I think that the trip sitter should take some. You know, a lot of folks say the trip sitter should be sober to look over the person. I really believe that the trip sitter should trip with the person. It puts you on a very similar wavelength. But one of the issues I have is with the very sterile hospital and, you know, any type of center you go to to do a mushroom trip, it's never going to be like home. So if anything, I would rather be like an on-call kind of trip guru, trip shaman to sit with people. And uh, as funny as that sounds, I... I actually have thought about marketing myself that way. What I would have to say is, you're going to have to obtain the mushrooms yourself, and, uh, and, and I will sit with you and sit through the journey and talk about it. I'll DJ for you if you want. Play some Pink Floyd or whatever music you like. I think in the first part of the journey, music can take you to amazing places, but I prefer music without lyrics, because then your brain can think about ideas and words. And then you move on to uh, talking with the person. Maybe the music goes way down and you end up just talking about life. Um, Another thing is ketamine therapy, which has been very useful for a lot of people. And I've only recently really delved into it much, but let's just say the combination of LSD and ketamine is pretty fucking amazing. And um, it's something that if done properly and respectfully, can help you open up just a little bit more. Because sometimes you don't want to take more psychedelics. What you need is enhancers. This is things that aren't talked about as often, but once a lot of people have taken acid and it's been several hours, they start to kind of get on the come down and they think, oh, I I need to take more. Don't do that. Don't redose with LSD. Don't redose with mushrooms, and especially don't redose with MDMA. That's often what gives you that feeling of shit the next day, because the next dose won't work very well. Uh, even if you take a large dose, it's never going to be quite the same as that initial experience. And then wait for weeks, if not a month, between doses. I wait for a year or so, and it's a great experience. But just be smart about it, and don't try to push it. It's like it's not dope, but If you get to the end of the trip and you just need a little push, nitrous oxide (laughs) or uh, a little bump of ketamine can actually really open up the experience in ways that I can't even begin to define to you, but the colors, the feelings, the soft world around you just becomes something that's ineffable, unexplainable. So I don't want to romanticize it here. I'm already thinking tonight might be a good night to do so. I thank you all for coming here. I think I need to go maybe take some mushrooms now. (laughs) As usual, if you've uh, enjoyed my content, you can also check out my other podcasts. I have, I think, 90-something of them now. And uh, on my YouTube channel, I have over 4500 videos for the last 12 years and that channel is carpo719 if you'd like to contribute you can check out my patreon also carpo719 i appreciate every one of you much love take care of each other i know i didn't get into mdma or dmt very much but let's just say limit your intake on mdma do it in once in a blue moon and uh with with uh, DMT it's very too short lived to really obtain any life-changing things that you can carry with you in my experience unless you take an ayahuasca form which requires an MAOI which is a monoamine oxidase inhibitor which I mean you might take it with banisteropsis capivine and now I'm speaking greek to a lot of people I'll leave that for another discussion because psilocybin and LSD are the most accessible For most people, in my country at least, and uh, be careful when you find it, but if you're looking, you will always find it, and you can always buy a mushroom grow kit and do it at home if you choose, so there's no excuse. Get yourself started. Peace out, my friends.